Welcome to the Conversion Tracking Playbook, where we share how to overcome tracking challenges that e-commerce brands face today and real-world examples of transforming data into insights. Hey, this is Brad. Before we get into today's episode, just want to take a minute to remind you the Elevar Summit 2024 is April 29th and 30th in Charleston, South Carolina. The best time of the year. Come the weekend before, bring your family, make a weekend out of it, and then get into the future of analytics and tracking and AI and all the fun stuff we have planned for Monday and Tuesday in April. It's going to be amazing. Feedback from last year we got last October was that it was one of the best events, if not the best event that they ever shared because we are getting in the weeds. We're bringing practitioners to teach show you what is working today, what is going to work this year. So Elevar Summit, there is a link in the show notes or just Google Elevar Summit and hopefully our SEO works. With that, enjoy the episode. Welcome back to another episode of the Conversion Tracking Playbook. I'm your host, Brad Redding. And today I'll be sharing what are some just general trends that I'm hearing, seeing, reading... I have the pleasure to speak to many of you, so many of our customers, many partners, and I'm very active on social, primarily just LinkedIn, as that's my mode of sharing and consuming content, which plug if you want to connect and share and and see updates that I'm sharing on behalf of Elevar and just myself, feel free to connect with me on LinkedIn as well. Just use search my name, Brad Redding. But there's a lot going on, and I wanted to distill... Nine or 10 things that I'm seeing, hearing across multiple different conversations with you. And hopefully this might resonate or help. So I've got a bunch of topics. It goes from Shopify AI to meta-segmented conversions to consent changes and TikTok shops and a few things in between. So with that, I'm actually going to start with the Shopify AI. There is a interesting podcast. It is the Gradient Podcast. And Russ, who is the product lead for AI and spatial commerce at Shopify, he was on this podcast. It was really interesting hearing him talk about... Uh, they, they went back and forth just in general AI, but then they got really specific on where he sees the future of at least AI in the world of Shopify. And it was really interesting how close they probably are. And they got talking about personalization. So he shared what are some of the challenges that we all face and you face as a brand to really deliver personalized experiences for shopping. And obviously, there was touching on cookies and iOS and all the headwinds that we've faced over the years that really, those just prevent and inhibit your ability to personalize or Shopify as a platform, a server to uh, to maintain user recognition. But anyways, he was talking about things with using AI to personalize searches and getting into VR and AR um, and how that could play into searches. So if you are shopping for something and being able to visualize or take a picture and merge things, but it was, again, some of it, you have to use your own imagination, but I could see the future where... The storefront as we all know it today, where it's very flat, is probably most likely not going to be the storefront in the short term. I would say a couple years. I think in a couple years, there are going to be some innovative ways to personalize an experience almost in a one-to-one nature on a storefront. And that would not be possible without AI because AI can help us create all these really, really robust, unique one-to-one experiences if you haven't seen the new, I think it's Sora, 
I'm not going to fact check it, but the new AI that can create videos, so a full video just based on voice input, just how fast that space is moving, it's going to collide with UI and the storefront. So whether you want to listen to it or not, it's, it gets pretty techy and nerdy if you're into that, listen to it. If not, just be aware. Like Something I would take away from that is, and I really hate giving advice because I don't know how many people are going to listen to this, but that might be in the middle of thinking about a redesign or rebuild. But if you are already in Shopify and going through a major redesign, a full rebuild process or thinking about doing that, I don't know. Part of me would say do that intelligent redesign where you are testing into incremental improvements and invest budget or money or time there and almost let some of this play out because I could see some pretty massive store enhancements rolling out soon. So anyways, take that for what it's worth. That would just be me. It really depends if the site is five years old or five months old. That would be a, a big variable in that. So that's the first one, just a little bit of a share on what Shopify is thinking about doing in the world of AI and storefronts. Number two, we'll get into the world of meta. And some of you may already be doing this, but I would say over the last three to six months, there has been a significant increase in the ask for moving to segmented conversions. So when sending purchase conversions to meta, so this could be new versus returning for Advantage Plus campaigns. And one caveat for this is, Really what Meta is looking for is all of your channel purchases, so not just online store, and then sending unique events, so a new, uh, new customer purchase or returning customer purchase as a custom event. But there's other, I would say, segments probably the best way to describe it right now. It could be a subscription purchase or a free sample purchase or any variations in between. But that ability to, instead of just sending one generic purchase event and then optimizing on that, it's using these different events, which could be different values, to just help Facebook better target new customers. So if you are heavy on acquisition, just focus on new customer purchase conversion. Defer to Facebook and your meta rep. I'm not making any suggestions here on what to do, but instead just sharing a lot of different conversations with different brands and customers of ours over the last few months. And this is not likely to slow down, especially with a focus this year, similar to last year, on profitability, especially with new customer acquisition. And that's from the Elevar side. Listen to feedback from some of you in the past of you know what, as an Elevar customer, what would you do about that? So we've, we've helped a couple set up some custom conversions. Doing it client side is super easy. If you just want to do it through your online storefront, if you want to take into account other offline channels, so like your shop purchases or draft orders or others, that is a little bit more difficult. You can do it through our PubSub integration, so doing something custom, or you'll likely see some more feature rollouts to make this even easier for you for not only client-side tracking, but also server-side tracking. So that's uh, so the TLDR in that is if you want to start sending some custom conversions, just reach out to our support team. And at minimum, we can do client-side tracking for you, uh, similar to how we like in split categories, so different pixels for different category purchases. Then number three, so this next one I'm seeing and hearing and talking a lot about is email list personalization. This actually starts with that initial opt-in. So everyone probably has an opt-in that's listening to this with some sort of offer. But now with, again, focus on personalizing experience, but also saving spend. So instead of just a batch and blast of just sending the same message to every single customer on your list that may not be ready to buy, I am seeing more brands and partners. I think Ben Zettler has been sharing a lot about this and John from Form Toro and Scott, a few others. I'll try to have links to all of them in the show notes, by the way, to LinkedIn or their websites. 
but they've shared a few different aspects around this and apologies if I'm missing some of you that I've either interacted with or spoken to about this. But in short, someone's opting in, asking what category they're interested in is, or is it a gender? When are they looking to buy? So it's almost like that post-purchase survey, but on that initial opt-in and rewind. So this is funny. My first business, my first SaaS e-commerce business years ago, 10, 10 and 12 years ago, that was literally the business. So when you were signing up for this site, it was Global Fashion Brands, I was asking you, what product type are you interested in? What size are you? What style, brands, etc. Asking a ton of information on sign up. And I was using that to match you to products and other stores. In this world, it was matching you to different boutiques across different cities. And it worked great then. I was, it was way too early and I was, I was just dumb and naive on what it meant to actually build a business. But in any case... That never really took off too much in the account sign-up. So in my old days at Blue Acorn, it was, it was always something I would try to do on new site launches, which is instead of just having your name and email address and an account form sign up, so if someone's registering to create an account, I would try to like encourage brands to add a couple additional fields. So if you're selling baseball or a bunch of sporting equipment, it could be what sport are you, are you interested in? Baseball? Softball? Because if you know that, then you can market your emails or communications to me Instead of just sending me baseball and basketball stuff when I'm only interested in soccer, you can, again, do that little bit slight personalization or cohort personalization to improve conversion rates. And I got to say, I'm not going to name names because Elevar, certainly we have our own issues that we aren't perfect. But some things that I've purchased recently, it's like they don't even know I purchased. So I just get blasted with the batch and blast SMS or emails. And many times I haven't even received the item yet. Sometimes it's been weeks, sometimes it's been months, and I'm still getting blasted to complete my first purchase. I've talked a little bit about this. This is just their technology has not moved fast enough to enable and connect all the different apps and everything that's sending and receiving communication and handling shipping and fulfillments and all that. It's not an easy puzzle to solve in 99% of uh, brands or businesses. This is not specific to DDC by any means. This is all business, including SaaS, has not solved the ability to really personalize for example, if you are on our Elobar email list, you are not getting an email that's very specific to the plan that you're on or the number of years that you've been a customer. We've talked about doing it. I want to do it, but we just we don't have the time and we have not invested the resources to try to automate that. So it's I realize some of this is easy to talk about and to uh, throw shade, but it's not something it's just not something easy to implement. But I can't say going back to the actual trend I'm seeing, just collecting this information. So if you just take away the thought of like, what information could you collect now, even if you aren't acting on it tomorrow, but maybe if automation and AI or your team catches up size-wise where you can do this six to 12 months or even think Q4, how could you eke out an additional percentage, a couple of percentage points in Q4 by knowing some specific information about me as an opt-in? And again, you don't have to use it now, but think about that now and maybe set yourself up for summer or fall or Q4, and maybe it just will help those campaigns perform better for you. So that's the segmentation on email side in addition to the meta. The next one will go back to the future, Apple Vision Pro. This is also something we're starting to see some brands that are playing around with this. And this is the Oculus, like Apple's version of the Oculus, so the headset. But the big difference is you can actually see and interact with the world around you. So it's somewhat like a hologram or overlay within your vision of what you're seeing. I personally have not played around with this yet. I hope to soon. I have an Oculus to use that, but that was a very short term, just 
didn't really get into it. Didn't find a ton of day-to-day or even week-to-week usefulness with it. But I don't know. It's interesting. I've seen some pretty wild ideas out there with this. And I tend to, right now, just being very naive to it, I, I tend to lean on the probably more of a business ops, helping you automate things through your vision. So more of like a operation or just make you do things faster than being a big brand play at this point. Just they're expensive. I don't know the exact cost, but they're expensive and it takes a long time. So I don't know how big the market would be for this year, uh, just from a DTC brand perspective, but certainly seeing early adopters pick it up and try to build experiences inside of the Apple Vision Pro. But something to keep your eye on. Maybe it will start taking off and the prices will get a bit lower as they roll out new versions. But that is, uh, I know it's pretty cool. I'm sure we'll be there at some point in the future in a couple of years. Next one, I was going to go consent mode, but I'm going to save that to the end because I have to read off a Q&A from a Google specialist. So someone from Google that have some questions and answer during the tee up. So consent will be last. Next trend, I've shared a little bit on LinkedIn about this recently, but check out extensibility, specifically the thank you page. So now check out extensibility for plus stores. You have the checkout non-purchase page and they have the thank you order status page or the that whole post-purchase flow. So check out extensibility. You can enable or disable those independently. But we are at Elevar. We are seeing a wave of brands that want to get everything moved over to check out extensibility and primarily to take advantage of some of the apps and experiences that you can use to drive more revenue or just have better experiences as ultimately everyone come August this year will have to be moved over to this or, or is it 2025? Uh, it was 2024. I think they moved it back to 2025. Regardless, doesn't matter. I imagine most are going to move over this year just because in order to use certain apps, you're going to have to upgrade. But one thing to keep in mind is once you enable that, you enable the thank you page portion of a checkout extensibility, anything that exists in your order status scripts or your post-purchase scripts, that all goes away. So it's like you enable that checkbox for checkout extensibility, it removes everything from that order status page script. And you can't just copy and paste what's in there into your customer events section, which is a portal to your web pixel. So the web pixel manager is just not the same. So there are, it's, this is not just an Elevar thing when you're looking to enable or disable or, or go live or you can't because you're roadblocked on the thank you page extensibility. You more than likely have other apps or other scripts or features or functionality that may exist in that old world. So the old way to inject this into the thank you page. So you'll want to go through that process of go through the manual order status scripts, see what's in there. Some brands have things from five years ago in there. Uh, sometimes it can be a graveyard of old JavaScript. So hopefully you can remove some of it. And then it's the, okay, what if you are an Elevar customer, what can you pipe through Elevar, through our server-side tracking, or through our WebPixel manager uh, tracking? Or is it an app? So you have to go to the app provider, see if they have their own app integration to support it, or if it's just a gap and you're, you'll have to live without that functionality until there's support for it in the future. So keep that in mind. Don't just enable it without going through that QA process. Otherwise, you will break something, more than likely. Next up is TikTok shops. So we with the Elevar Summit. By the way, I'm going to plug it. Elevar Summit. April 29th and 30th in Charleston, South Carolina. That is a Monday and Tuesday. We chose that so you can come the weekend before and enjoy Charleston. It's the number one city to visit in the US. I'm not just saying that. Those travel, leisure, I don't know, whatever those magazines, Condé Nast. It's an amazing city. We had it in October. That was one of the biggest things that I heard and our team heard from people who traveled in. That they were amazed how beautiful and amazing Charleston is. 
I can confirm and validate that it is awesome, especially the end of April because it's not humid yet. It's just a great time of the year. So grab your ticket to the Elevar Summit. And the, the theme is the future of. So the future of, it's going to be future of how does AI and ML play into brands, future of uh, P&L and profitability tracking, future of day-to-day uh, analysis and how to tackle that outside of GA4, uh, future of one-to-one personalization through uh, like the non-storefront. So one-to-one personalization through email, SMS, and different digital marketing footprints. So highly recommend. We haven't released our full speaker list, but it's awesome. We've got some really, really smart folks and amazing brands coming and already a bunch of amazing brands that have signed up. So that is the, uh, that's my plug, Elevar Summit. I forgot how I got off track on that. Oh, it's TikTok shops. So the Monday of the Elevar Summit, the half day, so it's Monday afternoon and then Tuesday full day. We are planning on doing a little bit of a workshop style of how to create amazing video, amazing organic video that you can use for TikTok or Instagram Reels or YouTube Shorts. We have at least one or two brands that are likely to just go through their process and then another expert that's going to go through more of a framework that you can follow and implement. And hopefully we can potentially just like do some dry run implementations on site. So TikTok shops, I'm hearing again with a new rev share model that's out there. Now it's a little bit of like, okay, how are we going to live and function and take advantage of TikTok shops? I think everyone's still, at least what I, what I hear, super bullish on TikTok. But with that rev share model now out there, there's a little bit of understanding how to navigate that world. So that is one that we'll likely hear more about and hopefully have some great insights to share at the summit as we uh, learn over the next couple of months. Another one, this is more on the creative side and goes back into what I just mentioned, but just trying to make more introductions to brands that I know do a great job of producing shorts or short style videos for Reels and TikTok. But even bigger brands just hearing more about like how can we do that? How can we mass produce? How can we get more UGC? Listen to Alex Stark from OG's talk from last year's summit on how they've done an amazing job crowdsourcing UGC. So that is a big topic on the creative world that goes into advertising and trying to feed new creative consistently to primarily meta just to help them continue to learn and find customers profitably for you. So I'm not a video creation guy, so I'll have to connect to you. So if you need help, just let me know and I'll, I'll connect you with some people that I know are, are doing a really good job. All right, last but not least, consent. So this is from Jenny Marvin, who is an ads product liaison at Google. And she has a post on LinkedIn uh, where it's all your consent mode, enhanced conversions, and other Google EU user consent policy readiness questions answered, quote unquote. I will link it into show notes, but I'll just run through this pretty quickly. So question, is there a specific deadline in March to implement consent mode V2? Answer, don't have a specific date to share, but strength and enforcement will begin in March. Customers should take action by then. So like read through the tea leaves. Make sure you have the updated consent mode V2 in place by March. Otherwise, you will lose out on remarketing. Follow the guides at Elevar. So Elevar supports this. It does require you to make updates to both your Elevar instance and Google Tag Manager for your uh, Google Tag. So that's, uh, that's that. Not much time left. Question, does this change impact UK traffic as well? TLDR and the answer, yes. Question, will I lose conversion measurement in addition to remarketing capabilities without consent mode V2 implemented? Answer, if you have consent mode implemented but don't update to V2 by March, you won't have the option to remarket or personalize ads to these audiences in the future. To retain measurement for these audiences, you should implement consent mode by the end of 2024. 
So that was just what I mentioned. If you don't make the change, then you're eventually you're going to lose out on those audiences for remarketing. Question, what impact on ad performance could I expect to see if we don't implement consent mode V2 by March? Answer, it'll depend on a number of factors. But customers who don't implement V2 by March will lose ad personalization and retargeting capabilities for their EEA visitors. Again, I'm just beating the drum on this one. Question, should I implement consent mode V2 even if I don't meet the current data thresholds for conversion modeling? Answer, consent mode enables your user's consent choices to be passed by Google. Businesses of any size who want to use ad personalization for and gain benefits from traffic in the EEA should implement V2. Question, will I lose features in Google Ads or GA4 if I don't implement consent mode V2? Answer, you won't lose access to features per se, but you will lose ad personalization and remarketing capabilities for your traffic without consent mode V2 implemented. There's a little bit more to this. Failure to comply could result in your account being limited or suspended. So again, implement by, by March. Question, should I implement enhanced conversions in both Google Ads and GA4? Answer, if you are using Google Ads conversion actions, you should use Google Ads enhanced conversions. If you are using GA4 for cross-channel conversion measurement, then you should use Google Analytics enhanced conversions. If you're doing both, you can set them both up in the same property. Just be aware of which one you are bidding to and including the conversion counts to avoid double counting. That is a lot of consent stuff. So I'll link this in the show notes. But that is a consent updates and is also the end of this episode going through some trends and just general updates. I hope this was helpful. I know I've done some of these episodes in the past and got good feedback on them of just, hey, Elevar, you're obviously in the middle of all this different stuff going on across all of our ad channels, networks. What's going on? We, don't, we can't keep up with everything. So that was the point of this episode is just share some things that are happening in our world at Elevar. With that, that's the app. And if you have any questions, hit me up, brad at getelevar.com or connect with me on LinkedIn and shoot me a message. And uh, that's it. I'll see you in the next episode. Thanks. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Conversion Tracking Playbook. In order to help spread the word and just support the podcast, if you enjoyed this episode, share it on Twitter, share it on LinkedIn, send it to colleagues, or just send me feedback. I love reading feedback. I appreciate it. Many of the guests that have been on here, they've just emailed saying, hey, I'd love to join. Here's some topics. That could be you. Just shoot me an email or hit me up on LinkedIn. My email is brad at getelevar.com. And if you enjoy this podcast and you want to give us a rating, I would appreciate that as well. You can rate us on Spotify, Apple, wherever you are listening to this. But at the end of the day, if you could just share this and let others learn more about the world that you live in, the world that I live in with e-commerce and conversion tracking, I would greatly appreciate it. See you next time.